まだ怒りに燃える投資があるなら巨大な Welcome to the Great Gundam Project. I'm Em. I'm Jackson. And we're here for episode 11. Yes, we are.、Yeah. It's Gundam.、Uh, if you didn't know, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I don't know what you're doing here, but we are covering three episodes today.、Uh, Jackson, did you watch any anime this week? No, but I bought some anime what, by accident. What'd you buy? It turned out that apparently over a year ago I had pre ordered your name. Oh, you can let me know if that's good or not. I'll let you know. Yeah,、uh, I haven't seen it. And people say it's good. And like, people I trust say it's good, even, not just anime people. But for some reason, the idea of a teen's body swapping in like a weird gender comedy thing sounds like it might be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds like some real anime bullshit, but everyone says it's good. And I guess I believe them.、Mm-hmm. Like, I guess like the girl who lit through time just looks like some high school anime bullshit from the outside as well. And I love that. So, like, it could be great. Yeah. Was, you know, yeah, you're not no、wrong. reason not to think so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.、Um, I want to talk to the audience for a second. I'll fuck off then. No, 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 no. I, I want to hear it too. So, we've been talking about the format of the show.、Uh, and you were like, we shouldn't keep doing these episode summaries. And I was like, the only way we can do this is if we keep doing these episode summaries. Audience, you're listening to this podcast, you're paying for it. Do you want us to keep doing the episode summaries? We actually put in a lot of work into these. And if, like, Because, like, it's actually a lot of writing for, like, just to keep you informed of what's going on. Would you be okay with us doing off the cuff summaries of, like, these are the three points that happened important in this episode? It means the podcast will be shorter, but it's not like you're entertained by me reading a summary of what happened in Gundam anyway.、Uh, let us know. If you listen to this,、yes. please let us know. That, like, we will, we will probably do what you suggest to be done because we had an argument about it. And actually, I was like, why are we arguing about this? We can just ask everyone. <laughs> that was my feeling as well. Like, my argument wasn't the summaries make the show worse. I think they make it better. But we do a lot of podcasts. And、uh, it's specifically, I watch Gundam. And then when I'm watching the episode, I'm writing my summary on. Because Uh, M does the summaries, like reads them because M's better at reading words out、uh, on a podcast.、Uh, but we rewrite one each usually.、Um, and I was like, oh, this is just an extra like 45 minutes of work sometimes for me because I'm really bad at writing summaries just because I, I suck at that. This one went quicker. Yeah, I just, I, I just went off the cuff. Because the, the way I do it, I just have a notepad open and while I'm watching, I write them. And usually they're written as the episode finishes up. That's how I do it. So、uh, I've done that a couple times and it like. It, I'm not watching the show at that point. I'm watching the show to take notes to make a book report. Like, it, it completely changes my relationship to what I'm seeing. Yeah, I don't have that problem. So, like, it's, it's, it's、yep. still a lot of work, though. So, you know, let、yes. us know. Because、uh, we, we can do it off the top of our heads. The summaries will be less good,、uh, admittedly.、Um, I suggested that Jackson just do one of the episodes off the top of their head, and I write mine because I don't actually mind writing them that much. And then Jackson was like, that would make the show really imbalanced. And they're right, but we'll just see. We'll just see. Because I don't like doing them off the top of my head. I feel like I feel. Feel really flustered, and I don't like the summaries I come up with when I just do it off the top of my head. Extemporaneous speaking, despite the fact I'm on th- like four podcasts, is not my strong point.、Uh, if 
you uh, are interested, this is basically how we talk about the podcast all the time. This is just what we do about everything. We're just bringing this to the to the front, forefront. Yeah. So yes, please, uh, absolutely. If you listen to this, let us know. Like if you listen to this and you don't let us know what your preference is, uh, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been shamed. You've been shamed. <laughs> Like, we don't normally ask for feedback from patrons on stuff, but we, we really need it for this one, because, uh, yeah. Like, this will be especially true when we get into shows I haven't seen, where we're like, maybe I will agree with Jackson then. Then I won't want to, right, like, yes. I will just want to watch the episode when these aren't shows I've seen before. I don't remember a lot of what happened in Gundam, but I know the broad strokes. Yep. I forgot a thing that happened in these episodes today happened, and I was very upset about it. <laughs> oh, you forgot the thing? I was. I did all. Okay. You know what? Let's make the noise yes. and yep. let's talk about these episodes. <laughs> Episode twenty-one of Gundam: The Deep Hatred and Fighting. Same, really. Same. Uh, I think it's called like uh, the the sadness and the sorrow or something. Oh, my favorite Metal Gear Three villains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, list of Mobile Suit Gundam episodes. Let's do this. Let's have a quick check. It is called Sorrow and Hatred. Oh, that's not as good. Sorry. <laughs> but, yes, I know those villains suck. Uh, sorrow and Hatred is not good. Is not as good a t- title as the sadness and the sorrow. <laughs> Uh, I know. I, I'm better than Gundam sometimes. Sorry. Yep. Hamon wants revenge. Unfortunately, Makube's meddling has left her with nothing but a Zaku, her transport carrier, and two small light armored vehicles. But that's enough. Salvaging guns off the destroyed tanks, they strap together heavy arms at the top of the carrier and set up a plan where they'll surround the white base while it's making repairs and try to destroy it in a suicide run. Meanwhile, the white base is all hands on fixing the ship, even as their own supplies are rapidly dwindling. Ryu is taking his recovery after being shot really poorly, getting up to chat with Amuro about his mental state, scolding Bright for putting Amuro back in the brig without talking to him, all sorts of things. Ryu holds that Bright's more afraid of Amuro than concerned for the ship and his place in it. And wants the two of them to just work things out. This conversation's further delayed, however, as Hamon's attack begins and Sailor lets Amuro out of prison to once again enter the fight as the gun tank stalls, having not been fully repaired, and Kai is overwhelmed alone in the gun cannon. Unfortunately, the Gundam was also being repaired, so Amuro has to launch in the core fighter and wait for the Gundam to be made ready. Ryu gets in the jeep and rides out to try to fix the gun tank as the white base individually launches the Gundam modules for Amuro to dock with mid-flight. Amar realizes Hamon's ship is on a suicide run, packed with explosives, and tries to wrestle down the transport by hand as the Zaku and gun platforms attack him. Hamon has Amro dead to rights with cannons from behind, but Ryu swoops in in the second core fighter at the last moment and crashes into her, killing them both. Amro succeeds in turning aside the transport, saving the white base, but is stunned by the sacrifice of his friend. The white base all grieves, blaming themselves for Ryu, making the choice to take the core fighter out of the gun tank, but Amro and Bright correctly understand that it was all of them unprepared for the situation that led to his death. Both men prostrate themselves before Ryu's wreckage, as Sela unites them all in the desire to turn this tragedy to destroy Zeon. The end. Uh, this episode made me want to stop watching Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I didn't remember that Ryu died, but I did remember that Ryu died in the preview for last episode that goes basically up to the point of him crashing into her ship. I'm really <laughs> oh, glad you don't watch that? those because it basically tips the hand of what's going on in this episode. I spent the whole time, like, with the sense of dread, like, if they fucking kill Ryu, I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna flip it. And then I flipped it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I I love Ryu because like it's anime and Ryu is anime is not known for having like characters that are like fat and just cool and they don't make a comment on that and so Ryu meant a lot to me and then he's dead to have all these whiny twinks have a fucking oh we're so bad at battle oh Ryu's dead now I don't care 
Bring back the good boy. That's I, what I say. I, I I just like Ryu. I don't have quite as many like attachments to him as you do, but yeah, no, rip Ryu. The only person with any sense on the ship. And like I get why like I get narratively why you make that decision, but as someone who like really appreciated Ryu for A, like his design and also being the only person with any sense of vaguely being together, like, oh I'm gonna miss him so much. Yep. And like in the even like immediate next episodes, his presence is felt. Like yep. Ryu dying fucks everyone up even more. Yep. Uh so we also lose Ham on this episode, who gets a great moment early on where she's like, none of like Robert Raul doesn't ask any of you to do wouldn't have asked any of you to do this. I don't ask you to do this. If you don't want to go on this suicide mission, you don't have to. And everyone's like, We're right behind you, ma'am. And then she goes down individually and like thanks each of them by name and like shakes their hand and says something to them and robber yeah. and hamon were cool as shit <laughs> like that moment specifically of like so you go through about three by name but obviously it can't show all like yeah. 12 because it'll be boring and then it just cuts to the shot of the sand like picking up and flying past them as she walks down the line uh and this like quiet moment of them getting ready for the suicide mission it's incredible yep. this show's really good sometimes <laughs> yeah no it really is um yeah, so she makes a suicide mission. You know, the the problem with these, this mission is it's not any different than, like, Rambaral's mission, and she has less equipment. I don't know why she thinks this is going to work outside of her spirit of battle. And I guess the white base is continually, like, the white base is, like, a super weapon, but it has been unsupplied for, like, weeks at this point and just constantly under fire. Well, I think the reason she's going with it is because... In the aftermath of Rambaral's attack, like, the white base is weakened, so maybe she can push it over the edge, is, like, the logic there. Mm -hmm. Like, they are attacking to take advantage of what Rambaral did. Mm -hmm. Uh, This suicide mission would not be going on if the white base was fine. Yep. Ryu spends this entire episode staggering around, very uh, sad and, like, falling over and sweating, and then everyone's like, no, 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 you'll be fine. He is clearly not going to be fine. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I just thought he was going to collapse. I just thought he was going to die from being wounded, like the yep. um, uh, captain at the start of the show, mm-hmm. who hung around for like four episodes and then died. Yep. <laughs> uh, so this show has like made it an established rule of Gundam, which is not actually true, but is for me, of usually if a character is in mortal peril and then survives enough to go into a hospital bed, that is, they're fine. That is uh, the opposite of true in Gundam. That just gives you like a, an episode. <laughs> yep. To wrap everything up and die. Yeah, no, where he just comes in out of nowhere in a ship he wasn't in last we saw him and dies. Uh, they flash back and explain that, but yeah, yes. he just dies out of nowhere. Yep. Yep. Ryu. So there's a really great scene where Amuro is like getting in the core fighter and is like, oh, we're going to have to like launch this and then you guys are going to have to just shoot out the Gundam parts when you're done. And the soldier guy is like, uh, I've read about that, but I've never done it. And Amuro's like, that's how it is for everyone on the white base before he takes off. And then thinks to himself, <laughs> then- that must be a military man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, he's meant to be the real soldier. Yo, uh, God, imagine being like a soldier on the white base, but not in charge of anything. Just, I'm a soldier and there are all these kids around me and that's my job. And I don't understand because I was none of my training applies to anything we do here anytime. <laughs> Oh, the white base. Well, Amuro just like coolly being like, no, 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 don't worry about the rules. We never follow those. We just get it done. Uh, And they do. They get it done. Um, My favorite thing, because we watched three episodes back to back, it really drove this home, is in the next two episodes when when Amuro does this exact same thing of the pieces shooting out and him meeting them midair, there's always the question of, oh, will he do it under fire? But of course they will, because they need to reuse the animation. So there's no animation of him messing it up. (laughs) 
there's a there's a bit in the the third episode where it, yeah that happens in the fire and like he takes a shot in the middle of the thing and it still connects just as perfectly and you're like oh right right yes no the animation yep. it, like it just pauses the animation before the gundam's eyes light up yeah it's really uh, silly it's pretty good yep. uh i had another thing i was yes the the great <laughs> The great bit of when Ryu is um, confronting Bride about the, the, him and Amuro's pissing contest going on way too long, and like, okay, we've dealt with this now, and he basically comes into the white uh, to the white base bridge and goes, "You know that you can talk to each other, right? If any of you considered that in your life, no, absolutely not." <laughs> and like, not exactly word for word, but he does say like, "You can use words." Yep. Uh because no one else on the white base has even thought about having a conversation about fixing problems. Yeah. It's a disaster. It's bad it's bad all round. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I was pleased at how like there's just like a extended shot at the end of this of everyone like literally on their knees crying, and it's very good. It is the appropriate yeah. response to people dying. <laughs> yeah, no. Like the the good boy is gone. You know, rip the good boy. Rev the good boy. Uh, but since we have three episodes, I would like to continue onward. Yes. Three episodes is too many episodes of Gundam. Yep. I'm glad we picked, like, I mean, we would have knocked it down to two immediately, but I'm glad that we picked two. Remember we were going to do one, and I was like, I don't think that's going to work. And it wouldn't have worked. Nope. It wouldn't have worked. No, two. The sweet spot. Let's go. Episode two. Episode 22. Episode 22 is called Breakthrough Makuve's Trap. Uh, it's called The Trap of Makuve. All right. The white base make their way towards the Odessa Day Rendezvous, taking out as many Makuve mines as they can, and the crew are not coping well with the loss of Ryu. In the midst of a heated battle, Bright collapses from exhaustion and is rushed to the infirmary, leaving Mirai in temporary command. It's hard to overstate how bad things are going. The kids are bullying each other as Frau Bo helps clean them. Amuro is so concerned with spending every moment working on the Gundam that he hasn't showered in weeks. Mirai is doting on Bright in the bed. It is maybe the worst possible time for a surprise attack, and so, as if on cue, explosions rack the white base. Makuve has sent men on jetpacks to blow up key systems in the white base and leave them defenseless. However, the radar is still functioning, and seeing the approaching squadrons, Mirai sends Amuro and Hayato out in the core fighters to defend the base. It is, of course, a second trap with each new threat on delivery, <laughs> deliberately functioning radar, forcing Mirai to move closer towards a path to the particle beam cannon, which tears a hole in the white base and sends them crashing to the ground. Amuro is able to destroy the cannon with the beam rifle, preventing them from taking another shot, and as they crash into the ground, they let out smoke bombs in the rear cannons, fooling the Xeon forces into thinking that the white base was destroyed in impact. They survived, but are helpless, and in more disarray than ever, Mirai orders Sela to send a coded message to General Rebel in hope that the Federation will mount a rescue. Dun-da-da. Dun-da-da-da. White base gets fucked up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Ah, uh, it's it's I don't... it's the cool anime explosion where the beam happens and then it like turns everything into a negative and then it turns back to normal and then the explosion hasn't happened yet because the explosion's too big to happen instantly and then the explosion happens, which is the best kind of anime explosion. <laughs> the beam goes through the white base like and you see the impact, but then the beam goes away. And you're like, wait, where's the holes in the base? And it holds that moment for just long enough for you to think that as the base explodes for a second time. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's. <laughs> It's a good, it's the anime explosion you want. Yep. Uh, I have here in my notes, exhaustion bright is a sexy bright. Because <laughs> he's in bed with his shirt unbuttoned and his hair all tussled and Mariah's like doting over him. I think I understand Merchant Ivory films now. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that's 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 how you understand Merchant Ivory films is you watch Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, no. Uh, Bright just gives Mariah. Is it this episode or is it next episode where he gives her next like, episode. okay, we'll talk about it then because it's hilarious and it's not in my notes. Oh, you know what? Actually, it is in my notes. <laughs> it's in my mental notes because apparently, <laughs> apparently, despite the fact that the white base is a completely like uh, useless and has a crew of people who don't know what they're doing uh, and B is doing some of the most dangerous shit in the war, nobody thought to talk to anyone other than Bright and give them a, hey, here's what to do when you're in command pep talk. Like, man, Mariah goes through some shit. You know, so we have this amazing scene where Mariah calls for Amuro and uh, Hayato out to the core fighters, but she actually calls for Amuro and Ryu and then has to stop and go, oh, sorry, Amuro and Hayato, and it's really good. Yeah, there's a lot of people thinking Ryu's still around just because why wouldn't Ryu be around? He's yeah. Ryu. He's like, always around. That gut reaction is like everything that is good about Like, I feel like a lesser show would have just moved on after the sadness of last time. And it's like, there's there's Bright like collapsing, obviously, but it's actually Mirai like accidentally calling for Ryu to get to battle stations. That's the good thing. Um, yeah, like a lesser show would, like, like what like a bad show would really do. But I think like a lesser good show would do the thing where Ryu's death actually catalyzes them to be better mm-hmm. and not like, because that's how the last episode ends is we're going to be better. And instead what happens is they immediately all fall apart. Yep. Uh, this uh, show marks the realization by anime that what is the problem with anime is toxic masculinity because the young boys mock a young girl for not having big boobs. Yeah, so I was like, okay, it's like a sequel to the last uh, time we talked about this where uh, Fraubo is like just with the kids and everyone's naked because they're in the shower and it's not played as like a hilarious, like, or like, not at the start, it's not played as like a, oh, look at the naked girl. I mean, it's just- actually never, it's still not played that way. Like, it's very like casual, like, oh, she's just washed these kids. She does this like probably every other day and has for weeks. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, like, it's just here are some kids yep. in the shower. It's fine. Uh and then you get the dialogue where they mock, uh, like, oh, both of you are meant to be girls, but wh- why is she so flat? And I'm like, because she's four. Like, I would fuck off, child. Yep. Boys are gross. Uh, boys are gross. Yep. Uh, and so the existence of, like, that dialogue scene next to, uh, a, like, designs and animation that isn't super pervy is weird, because that would be in a pervy context now. Yep. I don't know. It's all strange. You see what, like, the seeds of how anime happens, and also it's not there yet, and it still all exists together. It's weird. Anime might be bad sometimes. Yep. Uh, I don't have uh, much in the way of other notes in this episode, except for the most ridiculous thing happens in the battle, where Amuro is fighting another mobile suit, and he goes to stab through the guy's cockpit, and his sword loses power. And then, like, the hilt of the sword, like, hits the cockpit and, like, dents it in because he's, like, thrusting so hard. And you cut to the man in the mobile suit freaking out because his cockpit is dented. And then he cartoon Pratt falls out of his mobile suit and scrambles away. <laughs> yeah, he does do that. Uh, which is... They're, they're, uh, this show is not particularly, like, cheery, but that bit of, like, physical comedy was very good in the middle of, like, two very sad episodes. Yep. Uh but yeah, no, mostly Makuve. Makuve apparently is just like good at everything. I don't know. Like he's he's been he's been like a non-character outside of the fact that he's clearly like sniveling and evil. But now he just has this like grand plan and it's working and he's better than like Rambaral and I object to him being better than Rambaral. Yeah, I don't like Makuve. I'll talk about them more next time cuz we get the full Makuve. Um, <laughs> no one should ever get the full Makuve. <laughs> 
He's just oh god, yeah. We should we all of this kind of comes together in the next episode where we'll talk about everything. So let's just skip to that. Okay. Shoo! Episode twenty three is Operation Rescue Matilda. I think it's called Matilda's Rescue. Okay, that's not nearly as good. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> Uh, the white base is a wreck, with even Amro unable to make repairs without new supplies. A bright makes a hesitant Mirai, acting commander under her protests, even writing up some rules for her to follow if she needs them. Meanwhile, General Revel at the front sends now Lieutenant Matilda out with supplies to fix the white base, as he has plans for them to make, take part in the final battle. He sends with her upgrade parts to the Gundam. Other generals protest the slack the white base has been given, but Revel freely admits that he is using the, gun, the white base and the Gundam as guinea pigs because he can't spare the soldiers for weapons testing. Mukube talks to his Federation spy about Odessa and sends out a squadron of goofs and fighters to intercept Matilda's parts. Her squadron of supply ships engages in a new assault, but is quickly overwhelmed, radioing into the white base for backup. Amuro rushes to the core fighter, as equally excited to see Matilda as he is ready for battle. Mirai questions whether they should send out their forces and leave the white base vulnerable, but Sayla gives the order as she apologizes to Mirai. Hayato arrives in a transport with the Gundam parts to give Amuro a chance against the goof units as Kai provides cover in the gun cannon. The ship carrying the Gundam upgrades is shot down, crashing in the forest as Matilda lands to transfer them onto another one of her ships in the middle of the battle. She sends the G-fighter to Amuro, confident he can adapt to a new weapon in his arsenal on the fly. This is great timing as Amuro suffered heavy damage under goof assault. The Gundam's leg circuits fried, leaving him unable to move. Hopping into the arrow weapons platform, the Gundam takes to the skies and fights uh, an aerial goof, easily destroying it and ending the fight for another day. Matilda and her forces make it to the white base as Mirai gains confidence from this whole mess, being able to juggle the tension of command and the pressure of Bright's expectations with the support from Sayla and her own inner strength. Matilda compliments all the boys and then shows them all the cool new Gundam shit she brought. Amro not sure at the final moments whether he prefers redheads or giant robots. <laughs> Uh yeah. Man. Amro needs to get it together. <laughs> that boy uh, has I, zero I, chill. <laughs> yeah, no, no chill. No chill Amro, that's what they call him. Kai, on the other hand. Kai uh is great where Kai is so busy bragging that he doesn't realize everyone walked away. <laughs> I love Kai. Kai's so good in this episode. Yep. Uh, like at the start he's being ridiculous and like, oh, it's fine. Like nothing's we can't actually fix anything. I can fuck about as Mariah. Oh, yes, walks in. him him like throwing that it's actually like a really evocative shot of the like yes. gaping hole in the white base with little paper airplanes flying out of it, because Kai's just up there f- making paper airplanes because he's bored. And then at the end of the episode, like, Matilda comes in and goes, uh, you've saved me again, uh, Amaro Hayato. And Kai's like, <laughs> in the most ridiculous comedy way. Yep, and she's like, you've uh, also performed incredibly well. And he has, like, the fact that Kai is, like, a ridiculous complaining coward, but also shows up and gets shit done is my favorite thing. Yeah, no, he'll, like, give everyone shit. He'll be kind of an asshole, but he won't. Like, run away from the white base yep. to a village when he uh, is pissed off about something. Kai might be my most relatable character. <laughs> oh, Kai is... No, Kai is the relatable character. Yep. <laughs> uh, like, easily. Yep. There's no there's no contest. Yeah. So, Mirai gets the seven habits of highly effective white base commanders given to her. <laughs> uh, because she is clearly, like, totally not ready to be the boss of anybody. Because she is just, like, everyone's mom and is, like, the nice lady. And she cannot command anyone. Like, she's sitting in that chair being like, uh, um, what do we do? And he gives her a pamphlet. And then the actual point of the episode is that she le- needs to learn to disregard the pamphlet. And Bright knows this also. 
<laughs> he gives her the pamphlet and then he's like watching her on his like viewfinder uh and it's like god why the fuck are you reading that pamphlet you stupid woman because there's some like overtones to this that are like oh the girl's in charge of the white base and she can't make up her mind ah like it's a bit uncomfortable not my favorite uh, i actually like the idea that like Mirai with like Sailor's help is able to do this because that's exactly what mm-hmm. Bright did. Bright had Mirai's help and that's why he was able to figure stuff out like 10 episodes ago. And oh, to, for sure. And to see uh, Mirai go through that same thing with Sailor and uh, that I just really like that. Like Sailor does send out the ships on her own because that's when Mirai is at like her lowest. But by the end, like Mir- Sailor's like, no, you can do this. And Mirai does it. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, but like the ways in which she like wobbles are really cartoonish yep. and like, She's like, oh, I don't know if we should do repairs or something. Like, it's that's not a difficult decision. These are like the ways in which she is like incapable of commanding the white base until she reaches the like climax of the episode. Uh, definitely have some like uncomfortable overtones in that regard to me. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I think the show is about her like getting through that in a way that I think it shows that, that they're not actually leaning into that in any real way. That, that's good. That's good. Because like I, I remember when Sailor got in the Gundam. Uh, to be fair, Sailor should not have gotten the Gundam. <laughs> Yes, no, n- n- nor should anyone be in command of the white base. But nope. you know. And the Sailor thing, uh, I think, was much lesser handled than this is. Like, oh, I think this is yes. better than the Sailor stuff. I just, like, seize up and like, hmm? Hmm? Yeah. No, How that's are we going to do this? Thinking face uh, emoji. We went from one goof to now there are multiple goofs. The escalation. Really annoyed. The, the arms race of Gundam will continue forever. We're going to deal with this for years and years. You know that, right? I'm I'm fine with the arms race of gun. Like I understand the like arms race of anime, but I am not fine with Rambaral's iconic Rambaral ship uh, being just. Now everyone has a has a goof. Everyone can be Rambaral. That's I, not true. Yeah, it's weird because I actually don't think there are many goofs after this. I think it's mostly just this bit. So that's very just, strange to me. I guess it's just around Makuve's yeah situation. Yeah, but yeah, no, it is, it is a bummer to see a bunch of them all fly in on their cool aerial platform. So now Amro gets a cool aerial platform. <laughs> yeah, like they're like, oh, cool aerial platforms are a thing, and now Amro has his own, even though the I, Gundam can yeah. fly. No, really it can it can Earth? do the weird like hoppy jump thing because he remember the right. whole thing was that he had to fire thrusters in a way they weren't meant to be fired to like leap up into the air. Right, he can like kind of fly, quote unquote, but only to like get onto the white base and in like he can't actually stay in the air consistently. But now it's weird because like 20 years from now, this exact thing will be done to sell a bunch of toys to children. But this just it's the same thing. But I assume it didn't come out of that place. It's just like, let's give the Gundam cool new weapons. But her basically delivering like the expansion pack of parts to buy for your toy is very silly. It's exactly we we should look up like for next episode what the situation was with Gunpla at this point and whether that drove anything. I uh, I I bet that is both going to be hard to research and not a real thing, but we'll see. That's why I assume as well. But like I've watched Power Rangers, I know what it's like when you get your fucking upgrades. Like it's just that, and the idea that that existed before the need to sell toys is really strange. Yep. Well, you know. They're like, we've got some Gundam upgrades, but outside of the outside of the uh, G Fighter, I don't know how much more he actually gets. I don't remember. I mean, it's halfway through the show and he's got his first upgrade. I assume in other shows, the pace of the upgrades will be much quicker. Yeah. No, probably. I mean, eventually we're going to get to a Gundam, but it has wings now. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, look, we are going to go through so many variations of like Super Saiyan Gundam. Mm hmm. SSJ Gundam. Yep. 
Gundam Broly. I don't. I haven't watched Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about uh, Makuve? Yeah. So Makuve just being the anime villain is. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like that he is a, like this competent because I understand it, but he doesn't have. He doesn't actually feel threatening, other than all the things he do- does. He is technically threatening because he does a bunch of things that cause threats. Yeah. But I don't care about his villainy. Yeah, he's like a weir- he's I- like a weirdly faceless villain in a show that is like defined by having very like characterized people that you either root for or like understand. Like I don't root for Garma, but I understand why Garma's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Yeah, like, I understand why Gama is how he is, what he's doing, why he is going to, like, the, I understood before he got owned the exact way he would be hoisted, and lo and behold. Yeah. <laughs> like, these characters are very specific, and Makuve is just, like, evil and has a plan, but is really good at having plans, so he, like, has a mole inside the Federation, so he yep. can, like, haha, mustache twirl. But it's also... I take a potato chip and eat it. It's also very, like... Makuve is the most space Nazi of the space Nazi villains where it's like mm-hmm. I'm running the campaign in Africa even though it does today's in Europe like just the idea of all these minds like away from the front seems very much like World War II African yes. campaign um, it is very much that and it is like as like sketched out and not really understood as actual history <laughs> regards the African campaign where it's like oh he was evil but very efficient I guess uh, and yeah. it's like a very <laughs> yes. cartoon way of depicting that sort of thing uh, it's it's a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the ways in which uh, um, Gundam like mixes and matches, it's like we want to like pick these illusions from history and to the Nazis and to World War Two, like for our aesthetics and like tone of the show, but not really dig into it that much because we're more interested in talking about just war being bad. Yep. Uh, I like that Matilda is now a lieutenant. I I expect Captain Matilda very soon. <laughs> Amuro in the ship, Amuro in the core fighter, like, oh, and Matilda, I'm coming for you. I will save you. <laughs> like, Amuro, calm down. Yeah, no, he he's rushing to the core fighter not to get into battle, but able to see Matilda again because Amuro needs to, like, fucking chill out. She's not going to kiss you, baby. Like, it's fine. <laughs> calm yep. yourself. Mm-hmm. Calm thyself, Amuro. Yeah. Uh, just need to give him new Gundam parts. He cares about that more than he does Matilda because at the end, there's like a moment where he's all swoony and then she's like, okay, let's go look at these Gundam parts. And he's even more swoony over the idea of new parts for his robot. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's still a child so he doesn't actually understand what like having a crush on someone is. Nope. So he has that but it's tied into she gives me the robot parts and thinks I'm good at flying the robot and those are like the same feeling to him. Nope. Amaro is fucked up. He is not a healthy child. Yep. He is a gone bad for the boy i do appreciate general revel is just like smoking in this command room being like yeah i'm using them what else am i supposed to do uh, uh captain vaughn general revel the like immediately just knowing exactly what he's about is very good yeah i mean you, who else could be in charge of all the federation stuff it seems like a bad time i didn't re- maybe i missed it in the other openings but um i didn't realize that like four of the sides had been destroyed yeah, no, I, uh, that stuff has been really not clear to me, so. Because there's a lot that's not clear, but, like, it doesn't really talk about the bigger picture stuff, and you slowly I mean, fill it I guess, in. I mean, I guess if half of humanity had been destroyed in the first, like, month of the war or whatever, right? That, I, I, that explains how. Yeah. And we saw, like, like Side 7 get blown up. Oh, we sure did. You know. R.I.P. Someday we'll, we'll watch Gundam The Origin, which I know gets into a lot of this stuff. Rip the sides. Yep. Shar and uh, Garma. Remember Shar? Remember when we had a nice, like, blonde boy with his ridiculous mirrored shades being oh, ridiculous? Oh, we'll get him back. We'll get him oh, back. Oh, we'll get him back. I know. It's going to be a bit, but we'll get him back. 
At some point, we'll get Shah back. We'll get Space back. You know, new types. Can they hurry up and introduce new types already? Because <laughs> it's the thing I know. I know it happens in this show. Like, I don't think that's a Zeta thing. Uh so, I mean, I know it is continuing on through Gundam as, like, one of the defining points, but hurry up. Get yep. there already. Well, we'll get there. We are more than halfway through Mobile Suit Gundam now. We are. Yeah. We will be into Zeta sooner rather than later. I have an image for a Zeta podcast like I've mostly finished now. You do? God, you're so organized. Uh, Look, the only way to... Like, what actually happened is I'm too anxious to record Let's Plays because life's been really bad the past week, and so oh, I can draw. Fine. I can draw while listening to Giant Bomb videos, and that's what I did. It's true. That is true. You can draw. You, know, you got that gun to But ready. I'm, definitely, I'm definitely not recording Gabriel Knight again this week, so... I assumed that the next image was just going to be like identical in design, just a face on of the Gundam. No, I want to do something different each time. I thought it was going to be like a recurring motif, but no, it's a cool new design. It's good. Yeah. We'll see how long I can keep that up. But anyway, that's enough. We're obviously done. So uh, thanks everyone (laughs) for for supporting us. For Gundam Wing, we're just going to have a picture of the logo of the show. Like, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, We'll just have these boys are shitty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all it's gonna be just like plain text impact font these boys are sh- shitty uh yeah yes i i don't know anything about gundam wing it's the it's the it's the teen boys who everyone ships together in like a fighter squadron gundam i think I, I, it is but that's a lot of gundam <laughs> yeah i wouldn't call like mobile suit that and Zeta's not that i can tell you that for sure I, I I know i've just seen enough of seed to know that has a bunch of teen boys oh iron-blooded orphans Teen boys. We're done. We're done. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Gundam. We'll only do two episodes again. It'll be great. Please, if you're listening this far, send us your feedback again about what you think you want on the podcast, and we'll try to accommodate. Yes. Bye. Have a good week, my friends. アムロ、お前の生まれたふるさとだ。覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ、振り向くなアムロ。
忘れはしない少年の日の誓いを青春をかけ守り抜けこの幸せを阿弥陀振り向くな阿弥陀男は寂しさ隠すもの隠すものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝を阿弥陀振り向くな阿弥陀男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に